Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Hello. Thank you for joining us for season 25, episode 11 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Jason. Is your mic unmuted? Wah, wah. Yep. Who Hi. are you again? I'm Jason. <laughs> Woo! Uh, in this ep- I didn't put the last one there. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, John from Iowa asks how to run a more deadly D&D combat. Andreas from Sweden asks how to make combats more interesting. And the third email... No, there's just two. <laughs> is uh, Isaac in Texas oh. sends us a GM confession and triumph! Ooh! But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're on the social medias. Media? Media. Medium. Medium Medium is one, right? Media no. is is plural? No, it just, it's all social media. I know, but if it's Mediators. one, it's medium, right? No. Yes, a, a medium. Yeah, yeah, a medium, several media. Yeah. Uh, ha- Happy Jack's RPG, all one word. It's true. I, I didn't say a thing. <laughs> I just told him it was true, so he'd stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we have a forum, happyjacksforum.com. That's happyjacksforum.com. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and MeWe, Happy Jack's RPG, all one word. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can go to happyjacks.org slash live on Fridays at 7 12 p.m. <laughs> and at Pacific time, and you can watch the show live right there on Twitch or y- the YouTubes. Um, also, we've been working uh, lately to make our website a little bit more mobile friendly. Um, so if you go to happyjacks.org, you can find all our current running APs, uh, links for this show. Um, there's individual pages for each show. So if you just want to see the podcast episodes from specific shows or find a playlist, you can do all that there for all the campaigns forever. Forever. Boy, that's a lot of work. It's a, it's Even the a old ones, when I didn't like name them right, and it was like yeah, H J A P O one dash O O three. Even the Ghostbusters is there. Wow. Yeah, it's taking a lot of time, but and slowly but surely, like hurting all the cats. Even I wonder, the digital cats. I wonder if how many downloads that has now. Ghostbusters. At one point, it had fifteen thousand downloads, and that was like three years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. I wonder if it's close. It's to a you. very. It's. If you've never gone back and listened to our... It was it was Savage Worlds, right? It was in Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds Ghostbusters. It was our first AP ever. Mm. It is a hot mess when it comes to actual recording quality because it yes. was literally like us trying... Like, we're in the backyard. We ordered Chinese food at one point. Like, we... It was just an experiment. <laughs> like, it was terrible. But it was also, like, eight years ago or something like that. So people really... There weren't a lot of APs, so there wasn't a lot of, like high quality co- to compare to. Most no. people were just recording themselves around a table with right. a tape recorder or something. I know it wasn't tape recorder just only eight years ago, but you know what I mean. Um, but it has... But it what, has, do you think you're me? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to your... Yeah, okay. Um, I'm but, excited to be the second oldest person in the room. <laughs> yeah. it's, we got our, our old Victrola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, if you, but if you go... It's got some of the best role-playing... It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like, there's a couple points where we were having so much fun. We were all just laughing so hard. You have to just wait for us to stop laughing. So it is. It is. It is great in its own magical way. As long as you're ready for the quality, it's not what you're used to. If you're used to our new APs, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Excellent. All right. Blast from the past. I got nostalgic. I apologize for my rant. <laughs> that was. But yeah, the, it's that mobile was, friendly now. So go that was the, the experimental. 
Yeah. AP. <laughs> that was like people said, you guys should do APs, you guys should do APs. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do an AP. Yeah. And I, I think I set four mics up and kind of had them in the corners of the, because yeah. there were two tables put together. Yeah. Because there was several, a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a hot, hot mess recording. Hot mess. But it is like where this all kind of started with the APs. Yep. <sighs> all right. Humble origins. Running a deadlier D&D combat from John in Iowa. Hi there, Happy Jackers. No insults. Um, John from Iowa here. Question. I was wondering if you had GMing advice on what's the best way to run a game that is deadly but does not feel unfair or tedious to the players. Uh, I suspect suspect, uh, this might be one of those things that sounds easy on paper. I mean, it can't be that hard to kill players, right? Mm -hmm. But markedly more difficult in practice. Allow me to explain with a personal anecdote. Story. I wouldn't consider myself an OSR D&D player through and through, but I've always wanted for D&D to be a little more deadly and dangerous than what the more modern iterations of the game have become. Generally speaking, 5e characters are far too strong at level 1, and the game mechanics give you many opportunities to easily avoid death. Now that that can be house-ruled, of course, but usually people play 5e aren't really seeking that playstyle. Excuse me. Sorry, Canada. Uh, They're more in the heroic fantasy side of it. That's why, as a GM, I've avoided running games that are too deadly because I know most of my players wouldn't be on board with that. They'd much rather build a character from level 1 to 20, as is the usual expectation. Quite recently, however, someone in a game shop I frequented offered to run a short 5e campaign that was, I quote, quote, Really fucking deadly. Do not, I repeat, do not get attached to your characters because they are going to die, end quote. Mm-hmm. Followed by ample insidious laughter. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a horror story and a question. I- I'm guessing. Maybe. What, what, what mean, would give you that impression? <laughs> if someone warned you about that up yes. front, though. Yeah. Well, like, you've done that for games. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, called Cthulhu. Yeah. GURPS Traveler? Yeah. Like, deadly systems, like, we often are like, hey, like, come prepared, like, this is a deadly system, your character might die. Like, if people are, like, knowing that ahead of time and signing up for that, I don't right. know if that's a horror story. That, that's true. That's true. Um, hearing well, this... Go ahead. The rest of it is the horror story. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll, it's... Yeah. Hearing yeah. this, I signed up immediately as that was exactly what I had been looking for. I didn't know much about the campaign other than it was a pre-written module that the GM had slightly modified to make deadlier. Uh, that sounded fine to me, so I waited for five or six more saps, sap players to join the game. Thankfully, it didn't take too long, and we managed to get going the following week. The GM had a brief Session Zero, where, in addition to all the usual Session Zero stuff, the GM carefully explained that this is going to be a, quote, deadly, end quote, game. Everyone was on board. Fast forward a few sessions, the game is not at all what I expected. I don't think I'm the only one having a terrible time in it, but I won't speculate about the other players' feelings. I can only speak for myself. I've never wanted to get out of a game as much as I do for this one. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> in a way, I got exactly what I wished for. The game was extremely deadly. We're only five sessions in, and every player has had at least one character die. Some are on their third character. Uh, oh, man. I mean, I'm potentially into that. That's... Uh, yeah. I could see that. Um, but that's not my complaint. Uh, that part is wonderful, actually. It's the whole point of the game. The problem is that is I have the problem I have is rather that 
with the GM's implementation of said deadliness. It feels artificial and unfair. It's not that the adventure is genuinely challenging or dangerous. It's that in every step of the way, it feels as though the GM is out to get us. Two main reasons for this. First, the GM makes the players roll everything. And I do mean literally everything. One player had to roll to successfully pull a knife out of a corpse. What the fuck? Um, oh, my, and, my table flip moment is coming. Oh, no. okay. this paragraph. <laughs> and cut herself in the process, receiving two points of damage. My first character died by falling down a steep set of stairs. I literally had. So to, it is possible. It is. Well, that's that. first level, yeah. That, yeah. The no. stairs. No. Stork and I have gotten into it over the fucking stairs damage. And whether you should be able to die falling down the stairs, I wish Stork was here right now so I could shake him. Well, is there a character class that's a grandma? with a bad hip. Yeah. And then <laughs> there we go. Then we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had to roll to go down the stairs. They oh weren't God. magical or slippery or unusual <laughs> stairs in any way. No. Just slightly steeper than regular stairs. Steep. Okay, that's... Jesus Christ. That's, maybe, maybe his character had never seen stairs. That could be. If you're a mermaid, it could be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, does your character have feet? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that is not made clear. Were you on um, roller skates, yes. sir or madam or non-binary person? Did this? Who is it? Well, this is John, right? All right. I think it's. I don't know. I, I think. Is it John? John. John. Yes. John yeah. It's unclear. All right. That's. I literally had to roll to go downstairs. They weren't magical or slippery or unusual stairs anyway. Just slightly steeper than regular stairs. I, it's gotten to the point where the PCs have become extremely passive since everything they do, however mundane, requires a roll. <laughs> You'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> I suspect my next character will die from falling, failing to roll successfully to sit on a chair. <laughs> or maybe fail Aww. to drink a glass of water. Who knows? Yeah, you, you could, could drown. You could drown. Unless you're the mermaid, and then you're, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That, maybe that's why the mermaid fell down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, secondly, there's one, and only one, solution to every problem. Oh, boy. Puzzle, trap, obstacle, uh, etc. Uh, Just one. It doesn't matter how hard uh. we try to come up with possible solutions to every problem, or how clever we get. And believe me, we've gotten really clever sometimes. Mm-hmm. Unless we come up with the exact one the GM is thinking. We're either going to die or receive damage. Period. Needless to say, we've almost never gotten it right. I don't know if I would call call this railroading since the GM never pushes us in any specific direction. I.e. we are free to do whatever we want, but it's bad if not worse. That's like passive railroading. Yep. That's like, uh, you can do, no, it's an open world. You can do whatever you want. Except there's only one right answer. There's only one right answer and every other answer has dire circumstances, but you're totally welcome to do them. Yeah, yeah passive railroading. I don't know. I feel like that deserves its own term. Like, I think we need to come up with like a term for that. Shit-roading? Bullseyeing. <laughs> Bullseyeing, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We will, we will contemplate this because it deserves. Yeah, it's like you're shooting at a bullseye, and if you hit anything except the round one, it is going to explode in your face. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's like a, it, it'd be like a like a rifle target that's made out of like super <gasps> thick steel with one tiny hole right in the middle. Oh. Grail roading. There you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's it. Because there's only you have to find the one the holy one artifact. Thing. <laughs> Grail uh, roading. I like it. Nice. That's good. Uh. <laughs> I knew we'd come up with a good TM, one. TM, that's my term. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Rail roading. Yeah. At this point, I think we're pretty close to the end of the adventure. Maybe two or three more sessions to go. So I think I will stick it out as I don't want to hurt the GM's feelings. 
hurt the GM's feelings. Uh, but send, send us an update, too. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in and, and just, like, be our, our mole and keep sending <laughs> Sure hope your GM doesn't listen to Abby, Jacks. <laughs> I doubt that. No. <laughs> maybe he does. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, he's, he, maybe he, like, is, like, watching YouTube while he's listening to it. Yeah. And he's not actually hearing what yeah. we're saying. <laughs> Uh, plus, we both uh, go to the same game shop, so I don't want yeah. to make things awkward oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for any other games we might have in the future. But it's going to be a painful two or three sessions. Yeah. Conclusion. While I strongly object to the way this particular GM is running their quote-unquote dead league campaign, it made me wonder whether or not I would have done a better job of it. While I, I always say <laughs> that I want to run and play in deadly games, I've never put that much thought into what exactly that entails. What are the details of it, and how do you prepare? What do you think? In my opinion, that what should, be dead, what should a deadly campaign be like? Mm-hmm. Is it the usual OSR adage of player skill instead of character skill? Or is it maybe a matter of roles like the GM was doing? I don't think it was wrong. Um, what is your advice to, de- to designing adventures that are deadly but don't feel unfair? Or do you think that this sort of approach is outdated with no place in modern gaming? No. Uh, honestly, except for the OSR community, I rarely encounter people who want to engage in the style of gaming. Mm, so maybe it's outdated. Uh, well, this email is already getting getting too long, so I'm going to stop here. But then he goes on. Uh, I hope I have given you some food for thought and discussion. Uh, cheers and happy drinking, John. P.S. Uh, I should clarify that I'm talking uh, talking of deadliness as a playstyle rather than a system feature. Some systems, GURPS, are inherently more deadly than Wait. others. D&D... Yeah, uh, other uh, <coughs> than others, i.e., D and D five e, but that's a given. Instead, I'm asking more about the kind of deadliness that the GM can adjust up or down within a given system. Right. Okay. All right. So I want to take one thing off the table right now. The answer is not don't play D and D. Yeah, he's specifically <laughs> asking yeah, yeah. about D. Yeah. yeah, that would yeah. not be helpful. So um, we'll just we'll clear that right out because I, I like I understand the the problem of um, like. In Shadowrun, I wanted magic to work better, right? <laughs> and and it's inherent like it. There isn't. I can't just not play Shadowrun. Like I fixed magic, right. sort of. Like <laughs> you know, well, so, house house ruling is a long tradition right, in role yes. playing, right? And and I think one the, the first thing I wanted to say too, John, is you definitely got off on the right foot by saying you knew your players wouldn't want like. Uh, wouldn't want that sort of thing. Yeah. And right. the fact that this DM is saying like, hey, anybody want to get killed a bunch? Mm-hmm. Come sign up over here. Okay, that's great. We talked about it ahead of time. You know the tone. You know what to expect. Yeah. But that's not the way to kill characters. No. Like, no. If, if that's what you want. Like, you, you don't just have arbitrary roles. Like, in, to my mind, D&D is extremely modular. Mm-hmm. If... If your um, encounter with four bandits is too easy, make it eight bandits. Right. And and that's um, maybe something that isn't immediately obvious because a lot of these kind of pre-scripted encounters come very specifically yeah. tagged for that. It, but when you do that, suddenly there, um, there are more targets, especially at low levels. You don't have a lot of AoE effects or multiple attacks. And just the fact that the DM is going to roll eight times, and your party is rolling four or five times, is a huge disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, you, you you don't have to tweak the rules. You don't have to house rule anything. You just turn up the encounter a little bit, which um, is is a um, I would say do that by adding 
little um, uh, enemies and not just making your dragon bigger. Um, because the boss fights in D&D uh, don't scale super well. Well, they do scale, they just stomp you. Right. <laughs> but it turns into a binary, like, mm-hmm. you're winning or it's a TPK. Yeah. Right. So, like, the big, big bosses are so finely tuned, <coughs> it's real hard to mess with those. But, like, if you're going against a skeleton... Give them four skeletons and uh, and uh, like a four armed skeleton mutant, you know, or like a minotaur skeleton, yeah. right? Like, right. That, great. Let's you know just throw in some big stuff because that's all in the monster manual, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think when people talk about like the deadliness of a campaign, or I want to play in a deadly campaign, nobody's talking about stairs. Like nobody. <laughs> like that's not what we mean. Like we want the big epic campaign with the big battles and like the you know giant fights and you know you save everybody in the town and that sort of stuff like we want the epicness <coughs> yeah. level to go up is like probably what it means like like that's a better description rather than the deadliness yes we want the epicness to go up yeah um, when you're standing in a field of your fallen foes yeah. and it's just they're all around you you're like yes we won this yeah. and we barely survived and that's Some all really cool yeah and that can be really cool even for role players like that's a super powerful thing to have happen to a character yeah the- Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. And I was just saying to say, if everybody's like into that, like, okay, yeah, here's my character. Oh, you know, they died and epically in battle. This is going to be their second cousin who comes to help revenge them, or whatever. Or this is the kid <coughs> who they saved who now wants to, like, you know, help, a, you know, is inspired by their tragic yeah. death, you know, whatever their cool story is. Like, that sounds fun. That sounds really epic. Um, that sounds like a D&D game I'd actually really love. Mm-hmm. I do not want to die. <laughs> Yeah. Stairs or sitting on a chair yeah. or I don't mind a heroic death in a game where we know ahead of time like hey like in some games like you sit down to play um, Tales from the Loop like the your characters aren't going to die that's right. not the point of the game yeah. right right um, but um, so, something I should say too like I'm, I'm cavalierly saying oh just throw a bunch more minions in and you know that can be a little tedious to manage <coughs> that's that's what I was um, going to say couple things you can do with that um, one you can use the MOOC rules from fourth edition and have like put 16 skeletons and half of them only have one hit point Mm -hmm. and if you hit them at all but they're still just just as dangerous Right. Um, the other thing though is if you have a bunch of minions who have health that has to be tracked individually and all that sort of stuff um, grab um, like the the rings off the top of a milk jug or another bottle or anything like that or also like Dapper Devil or something makes these little stands you can put your minis on Mm -hmm. and you can have um, different colors for each Mini, so you have like the I think Aaliyah and the blue makes skeleton. those two that are sure. magnetic. There's there's a bunch of those like minion markers is basically what the term is, um, and then you have your blue skeleton, your red skeleton, your yellow skeleton. You can track all that. The other thing the DM can do is um, one of the things that feels a little laggy in D and D is it very much feels like it is always one person's turn. Right, like it's going around, and you're just waiting for your turn to come around. Even if you're invested and interested in paying attention, yeah. it's still not your turn, right? Like you, right. you, and, and most games have that effect. One of the things D and D can do to speed that up is uh, one, have one of your players take care of initiative, right? Like yeah. c- create an initiative tracker, and they're the one calling who's on deck and whatever, and and actually do that in D and D. I think you're going to benefit from being a little bit more mechanical and, and board gamey about it. Of like. Okay, who's on deck? Who's in the... That way the GM just right. has to worry about the bad guys. Right. And uh, 
just go ahead and put little tent cards up that says the skeleton's AC is sixteen. They have eight hit points. Mm-hmm. Right. You just tell me, and they're they're you know uh, susceptible. They're vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. Like, oh, okay, that's kind of stuff we would know anyway. It's not a big deal to reveal that. Like, that's not the point of no. the story or right. the mystery. And everyone so just, figures it out in like two turns. <coughs> right. Exactly. So you can just, do math. just put it up there. Everyone can roll. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, roll your attack, you know, right away. You don't have to ask if you hit or not, and, and move on. Right, mm-hmm. so it, it becomes a little less tedious that way. The, what we, uh, one of the things that we did with fourth edition that uh, um, uh, oh, what was his name? He was a uh, uh, listener, a guy used to listen from Brazil mm-hmm. to send us this. Um, have the monsters, especially if you're adding more monsters. Obviously, combat's going to take a little longer, and you're going to risk tedium. Have the monsters do max hit, max damage mm-hmm. with every attack, but half their hit points, mm-hmm. and that basically makes the math of their the amount of damage they're going to do while they're on the board about the same. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that would speed it up because that way the GM's not rolling damage, mm-hmm. and they're more deadly, but they're not there as long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that that also puts us some more urgency on the players. It's like these things are going to do max damage every time they hit us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so that that might actually make make combat slightly more interesting. Yeah. The one th- the one thing that I noticed about fifth edition fifth edition is the one that where you have to lose you have to fail three death checks correct? Yes. Yeah. You get death die. saves if you roll a one it counts as two though. So, okay. Uh, and I've seen that happen. Yeah. The first death save was a one and now they only have one chance left mm. and. Uh, That's exciting. I like that. Yeah, right. And the, I mean, there are. It's not the the John's not wrong. There are a lot of heals. There are a lot of ways to get hit points mm-hmm. back that that will bring you back in the fight. I think because most you know, like like John said, the most gaming tables want that. Mm-hmm. They want close to death, but probably not permanent character right. death. Yeah, and and that's true. But if you if you swing in there and. You know, you go down, and the the cleric is swamped with four, you know, baddies, and there's no way they can get over to you without taking four opportunity attacks. Like, you know, it, you might knock it up. Right. That's another good point. Make sure you attack the healers. Yeah. Yep. Actually, because the yep. healers always lag in the back. Yeah. Walk past the 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 the, the fighters and go go attack the healers. Yeah. That scares everyone. Especially if um, <clears throat> if you're rolling like undead minions. They could have a sense for it, you know, like oh, the holy man, like mm-hmm. oh, rip them apart, you know. Um, that's that could even be an in fiction, you mm-hmm. know, justified move. Yeah, well, and it's also like good tactics, and I, I like like some undead and stuff. Maybe not be like the wisest, but once you get to a certain level, like I feel like most bad guys would be like able to figure out the tactic. We're able to figure out at a table. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. If I can figure out an MO to like take out the healer in a raid first, I'm pretty yeah. sure that actual monsters could be like, "Hey, that guy's making him better. Stop that thing!" Right? Yeah, so. I agree. There's yeah. a piece right. of art and from Shadowrun of like an in fiction <coughs> graffiti wall that mm. just says "Geek the Mage first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's true. Yep, mm-hmm. and also go after the deep, the, the the range DPS guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, like to go chase Get them, them down. on the run. Make yeah. them move. Make mm-hmm. them use all that movement they got. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're not outthinking your players, they might as well be playing an MMO. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Give lots of options. Yes. All right. I hope we helped you. And uh, let us know what happens in the last two or three sessions of your campaign, please. <laughs> campaign is campaign. a great, oh, great term. <laughs> oh my god! I just in- accidentally coined you a did. term. Oh my god! I mean, it's not as good as railroading, but it's it's not as good. good as railroading. I don't know. 
I, can I we did. talk about my campaign? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much, there, John. How uh, to make? Oh, go. No, no, I'll do the last one. You do the next one. <coughs> uh, dang it, I wanted the last. Did you? Okay. Uh, fine, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take this one. Okay. Um, how to make combats more interesting, Andreas in Sweden. Hi, Jackers. It's I, the instigator of the meaningful campaigns meme. <laughs> Yay. Um, yep. A long time ago, I wrote into the show quoting Gygax and inquired about your thoughts on the matter. <laughs> it took on a life of its own, that missive, methinks. Yes. <laughs> I had played multiple games in settings with their own calendars, and where a lot of the background noise would be a result of what time it was, of the holy day, of saints, harvest time, and such like. In settings like that, a campaign calendar and keeping track of time is quite useful. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it matters. Yes. Um, If you do develop games like Tappy suggests in uh, 25-09, that's episode 25-09, where you discuss Stu's old article on GM advice by letting the world building generate events, then such a time record would be a thing you'd need. Yes. Meaningful? Well, we'll just let that one slide. (laughs) A question. Okay. How to make combats interesting. I've found that one way to make combats way more interesting is to have a lot of scenery. When combats involve chandeliers, jumping over tables, tossing color, and stumbling over marbles on the floor, it all (laughs) seems so much more fun. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Do you use that much, and do you have any suggestions for how to involve more of that in our games so they feel like that wild, uh, funny fight in a Jackie Chan movie and not just, I rolled a hit, uh, oops, that may have been two. Take a drink, take two. Cheers, Andreas from Sweden. All right. And yes, that has definitely taken on a life of its own. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. You're now part of the Happy Jacks history forever. Or however long it is. <clears throat> Bystanders. Oh. Yep. Put people in there, like especially if the party is sort of on the heroic side, yeah. which they really are. Yeah. But if they are on the heroic side, innocent bystanders, mm-hmm. great way to make a, a, a more interesting combat. Yeah, where you have to get around to try to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or um, make sure that your missed hits mm-hmm. don't accidentally hit them. Yeah. Something. Another thing people uh, often overlook when you're putting in your like scenery stuff, which yes, 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 right, triple times, yes, scenery, um, trees. Uh, you know, doors that don't quite open all the way, stairs, all that kind of stuff. But um, one of the things that can really um, accelerate this is change in elevation uh, in, mm. in whatever way you can. Um, maybe there's a steep wall. And, and this is double true if you have the rogue with the slippers of spider climbing or the wizard who can levitate or, or whatever the setting is, right? I'm still in like D&D mode. Right. But like changing the elevation also can change the stakes a whole bunch. Like, if a harpy comes down and picks you up and, and pulls you up into the sky, and you're like, let me go, let me... No, don't let me go. Right. <laughs> right? And suddenly you're grappling with a harpy, but you don't really want to move anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that is... Um, that, that suddenly gets interesting. I mean, don't, you don't want to put it in a situation where the character is just arbitrarily going to be killed um, for no reason. Stairs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't want a stairs kill. Yeah. But... Um, the changing elevation, you know, on a cliff where it goes down to the ocean, especially if it's a fallable distance, boosh, you go into the water, then that's suddenly changed the scene, and you know, right. it can it can really create dynamism. Yeah, I, I, I did a one of the one of the combats in the fourth edition campaign I ran. 
there was uh, it was basically a, a, a cavern, and there was a sort of like overhanging ledge that was too high for anyone to actually jump up to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was one path that went up there, and there was a cluster of bad guys right around the sort of the entrance to that path, mm-hmm. and that basically was a bunch of archers up there, mm-hmm. and they had to figure out okay, there's guys on the ground we have to deal with as well, mm-hmm. but then we need to get up there because those guys are going to wreck us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that 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 elevation thing is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really um, it just turns the volume up. The other thing that I've done uh, occasionally is having moving. Oh yeah, for sure. Having either like there's a cart yeah. moving along, oh, or yeah. if it's boats, mm-hmm. yeah. I've done that with uh, with ships where there's two That's ships moving fun. along yeah. and people are shooting at each other, and it's everything. Cha- every turn, everything changes. We had to jump back and forth. Yeah, that was right. And, <clears throat> and there's more than one game where uh, there are classes who will benefit from not having to move. Mm-hmm. Like, if a wizard gets to just, like, plant their feet and uh, I, can't, I can't remember what game it is, but, like, you could do... Oh, like in Shadowrun, you could do a bigger spell. If you don't have to move, mm-hmm. um, you can you can jam out a bigger spell. But if they force that mage to move, suddenly they can only have a simple action instead of a complex action in it. Okay. And, and you could, like, speed cast a shitty spell... But not a full complex action spell, mm-hmm. right. and so yeah, that like forcing that kind of movement can be really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I like to do is to have some sort of obvious countdown, um, mm. and do, don't have a countdown that nobody knows about. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. there's no tension there. Yeah, it doesn't help. But anything. like if the launch countdown is going and there's a big computer with giant <coughs> digits on it, right? That's great. If the um, magic circle <coughs> is slowly gaining, you know, glowing sections as it's like going to complete the circle, like, <laughs> yeah. And you can see each turn another mm-hmm. section lights up, like, or the oh lava is slowly yep. filling up and about yeah. to crest over yep. the dam. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <coughs> yeah. All of that kind of stuff um, can can really make it more interesting because you're also now uh, you have somebody go well. Like oh, I could fight, but like, uh, can I figure something out with Arcana with that magic yeah. circle? Like, sure you can. I'm glad you're not casting Fireball right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love when there's like multiple problems for them to solve, so it's not just like hack and slash kill. Like they they have to solve this other bigger problem before you know while they're fighting things, and I, I think that's cool because it also gives opportunities for different people. Pe- they like. No matter what you do, especially in D&D, certain classes shine in combat a little bit more than others. So it gives a, a moment to shine for people who may not be, like, the baddest-ass fighter. Um, so it's kind of cool for, especially people who aren't, like, min-maxing their characters. They make a very interesting character who may not be the most effective in combat, but um, but that gives them cool opportunities to be just as important to this victory oh, yeah. than the people who are really great at combat. Yeah. I will say, if you put a chandelier in my game, I will run, uh, like run from swing it. From like, it? Will, yeah. yeah, swing from it. That's the word. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Don't, if you don't want me to swing from the chandelier, do not put it in the game with me. <laughs> no, I'm already <laughs> like, how can I get marbles in the next combat yeah. I run? That's amazing. Yeah. Because that's that's marbles is more than difficult terrain. There needs yeah. to be a, a new yeah. rule for it's marbles. Like aggressive <laughs> terrain, right? That'd be that'd be like if you're barefoot and it's yeah. like Legos. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. Or D D fours. D fours. That's the other thing you could do is um, uh, catch the the PC like get an ambush. Mm. If you can have like an in fiction like the PCs. Uh, you know, totally raided this this last town they were in, and the innkeeper was like, "You almost burned down my inn. I'm sending mercenaries after you, like, because I don't want you to come back to my town." Right, right. right? <clears throat> Even if it's somebody going out there to scare them and they'll, like try to sneak up while they're sleeping mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Don't 
don't do the thing where you're catching the paladin without their armor. Right? That, that's no. not. That's actually not the fun part of that. Like, <laughs> no. it's like that's yeah, that's less fun because in that same situation, the rogue and the wizard and the sorcerer all get to do what they normally do, and there's this one person who's like, wait, wait, hang on, get it. Stri- Where's my squire? The- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strap on all my armor. Um, but uh, you know, having an ambush set up in fiction. Uh, hopefully, by something the character's choices led to, of yes. like somebody they pissed off, right. or um, you know, uh, uh, threatening them. Maybe the local mm-hmm. uh, lord has has sent a constabulary of yeah. like, well, you have to come speak to um, Lord Ponty Pants, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and if you don't, then you're going to be in big trouble. So it's not even starting as a fight, but right. they can choose. Like, do they want to fight out of that situation, or do they want to go talk to the Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I think having the the combats have more lasting consequences. Um, like, if you wreck an inn, like you do have to, the innkeeper's going to be pissed. You're not going to be welcome back in that town. Can also make like a combat's more interesting. Like a lot of times in games, like we don't really think about that. It's like, oh, we wrecked this town. Oh, but they're grateful, right? It's like no, no not, not really. really. No. Like, they, like br- they brought you in to keep their town from getting wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you beat the bad guy, but you also wrecked their town worse than the bad guys ever did. Yeah. Like, there's going to be interesting consequences of that because mm-hmm. that can then, like, when that happens, then their next fight in their next town, they're going to be more careful. Mm. Like, they might not do as well against the bad guys because they actually are going to think about the collateral damage. And I know like you're that. an optimistic GM. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give them the option to yeah. consider if they want to consider it. Yes, then they can. And then if they don't, you just give them more consequences. Like, oh, now there's two towns who've hired mercenaries who are after you. <laughs> yeah, you are now bandits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> welcome. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Andres from Sweden. And yes, the, the, the that is a gem of a Gygax quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> GM Confession and Triumph from, from Isaac. Isaac in Texas. Don't read his email address. I, <laughs> I don't know why I copied that. Or, or the date and the time. I won't. Or to stew. <laughs> Greetings, clever, clever wording affiliate, affiliated to Happy Jacks. Isaac from Texas here with a short, but not really as it started short, tale of recognizing wrong and reconfigured rules. Drink. Feel free to stop when you have a remark I'm on out. the situation. Postscript contains a question. I'm running a D&D 5e campaign for some friends of mine. And prior to the story, we have been going through the completion of the Red Box starter set. They had a great time. Great stories were made and characters were immortalized. Rad. Yes. This time around, the group is in a new setting with new characters. And it has been falling flat each session. Mm, Between not knowing what their characters do despite weeks of downtime and ability to look at their full class printouts that I gave them, people still had issues knowing what their character could even do. Around session four uh, and almost three months of waiting between sessions, I let my frustration get to me. The current game ended with me rushing uh, rushing them to the end spot and calling the game there. And that was when I saw my wrongdoing. Forgive me, Jackers, for I have sinned. I have played a lot of games. I feel like we need to do like a dice shape. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. Oh, no, no, picking up a beer. Yeah. You That's our blessing. The face of a D20. Oh, no, no, it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> there so you go. must seek the grail run. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back. Good job, Jason. Sorry. It has to be about to me. To you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. 
forgive me, Jackers Ryerson. I played a lot of games and a lot of characters. Tabletop is my hobby more than anything else, and I've been expecting them to have the same level of enthusiasm oh. and to know the basics as well as I did. And when this dawned on me, I called the group back and apologized. I told them it wasn't fair of me to expect them to behave in a way that I would, seeing as how I've been doing this longer than they have. They all took it in stride, said they had fun, and apologized for now, at least, to uh, learning their own character. And apologized for now, at least, in to learning their own characters. Can we pause there for a second? Yeah. This is a fucking masterclass of how yeah. to handle yeah. like an upset in your group. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like, yeah. what? It's a fucking <laughs> mea culpa. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, this is amazing. You, like, <laughs> did a bad and then apologized and explained and, the fuck? like, what a grown up. <laughs> this is this is what we millennials call adulting. <laughs> well done. You're, you're gerunding wrong. What? Shut up. All right, I don't know what you're talking about. The triumph actually came. I'll explain it later. Okay. <laughs> The time actually came in the next session. It's a grammar joke. Oh. Oh, I know that. Yes. <laughs> I know adulting is not actually a thing, but it's funny. You're gerunding wrong. I know. <laughs> it's funnier the second time you say it's due. Thanks. All right, anyway, sorry. Email. See a gerund. Tri- okay, stop. They <laughs> can Google it. It's fine. <laughs> the tribe actually came in the next session. It's not funny anyway. The oldest of the brothers at the table, the group is made up of my sister and three friends who are all brothers, is playing a bard. However, in character creation, he wanted to be more of a tank role, getting people to focus on him and drawing attention away from the rest of the party. Essentially, a very charismatic brick wall. <laughs> However, I could see during the sessions that he kept trying to do bard things. Mm. And this player is about as bard as Stork is good at rolling dice. Oof. Okay. Oh, man. Ooh, I could see that this was bothering him. And even though he said it felt like he couldn't do anything in the game, despite having amazing gear and interesting skills. Well, he's a bard. At, at the start of the session, I asked for his character sheet. After a quick adjustment, I handed it back. He looked at it and then looked at me. Uh, okay, it's a, the class says leader. I nod and looked at him dead in the eyes. You are not a bard. <laughs> Your character skills may be bard-like, but you are not a bard. You're a leader. You're the face of this group and the only one uh, and the one they look to for leadership. You've been a manager for retail before. Don't be a bard. Be a leader. Nice. <laughs> and I'll be damned if his character didn't do a total uh, total 180. All of a sudden, he's talking more, interacting more, jumping in front of swords to save party members, and leading the charge. I've never been so proud of a player stepping up to the challenge. We talked after the game, game, and I'm thinking I'm going to toss class structure out the window. He has ideas of what his character would be capable of, and I see no reason to let the rules of the game keep him from making a class befitting a leader. Yeah, don't let the rules hold you back. Yeah. That's right, man. Thanks for the read, Isaac from Texas. P- uh, uh, Drail88 on the forums. P.S. Have you ever done anything like this, where you change the method or meaning on a class or something similar to help a player get into the role? That never, I never had that problem with people getting into their roles. <laughs> You're a little spoiled. But yeah, we did actually do this when we did 4E. Um, uh, we did it for my. I don't remember what the name of the class was. I'm sorry, because um, she was a uh, Raven Queen, and it was like before the Raven Queen like splat. Hadn't come out with anything for the so Raven Queen. So yeah. was she a cleric of the Raven Queen? She was a cleric of the Raven Queen, I think. Oh, uh, so you needed like some bonus spells and that. Yeah, but it's also there was just parts of it um, that were. 
like not quite what I was picturing, and they hadn't come out with anything. Mm. Um, so, like, is that when we when we moved to GURPS and we remade your character? As we, we did that too, and she okay. ended up being almost like a necromancer, but like almost not quite a necromancer, but not evil. Yeah, it wasn't like a, like I know the Raven Queen now. They made her evil. It's fucking awful. I hate it. But did they really? Yeah, she's bad. They didn't enforce. Troubled. They killed her in fourth. In fourth edition, yeah, Dorcas kills her. She's yeah. mad about that. Like she's she's legitimately yeah. annoyed. Yeah. So like. <laughs> But I came up with I this. I came up with this cool concept, and I've talked about this before. Sorry, I'm gonna because I loved it. A long and, time ago, though, no one remembers. No, no, it's great. But it was like, um, like the kind of the crone to the maiden mother crone. Mm. It was like death is part of the life, and it, like it's part of the natural cycle of things. So it was like you need to embrace death because it's also part of life. So it wasn't necromancy or gr- it was very cool. I like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've been looking. People have asked me before to post the thing, and that was so long ago. I haven't found the big thing I wrote about it. I but recall we t- your character was really against. Necromancy, specifically yeah. because it, it, it disturbed the, the, the natural yeah. order. It's almost like if life, kind of like you're alive and then you're dead and things grow out of that. It's all, it's a, sort of a circular exactly uh, life. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. So death like, was uh, the thing that allowed life to happen because it's yeah. A thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I got your reference. Yeah, and that's okay. YouTube will never notice that. Uh, <laughs> it's not close enough. What circle of poo? <laughs> Oh, well, I was doing the South Park version. Oh, okay. oh, I don't that's know about that one. That's no, um, fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, she, she like necromancers are actually the thing she hated most because she saw them as um, like like opposite of what the Raven Queen was about. Mm. But um, but yeah, we did a lot of tweaking on that, and then we did tweaking again in GURPS for it because even though I had what was technically like necromancy powers, like we flipped them on their head, and it wasn't like I could speak to the dead, but it wasn't. Like in our fiction, it wasn't me like pulling them from death. It was oh like, no, you couldn't summon them. No. But like if someone had recently died, could, you could still yeah. like speak so, with so, their so, shade. And we like changed the way it kind of worked, so it wasn't me like pulling their shade from mm. the afterlife. It was mm-hmm. like me having like a portal to them or yeah. something. So we've we've I've done, we've done tweaking for flavor a couple times. Did you have? I'm just picturing like opening the window to the afterlife and leaning hey. out like, oi, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What's going on down there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bob, Bobcat says necromancy raises too many issues. No, it, it can be. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. It made me lol. It took me a second to get that. <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, Smart human. But um, the. Uh, my, my favorite is you know, it's hard to raise a family. Necromancer. Mm-hmm. Not if you bury them close to the. Wait, what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the um, in D and D, I'm really hesitant to tweak mm-hmm. uh, any of the mechanics. Mechanics, yeah, because it's so deeply play tested. And like, if you just change the name of this to the leader, and suddenly the class makes sense, great. That's, yeah, that's terrific. But um, I mean, there's like the battle master in D and D, the fighter class, mm-hmm. probably does exactly what your buddy wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, it's tanky. You get all the heavy armor and shields and shit that you don't get as a bard usually, and um, it also has all this like battlefield leadership movement. Um, now, if you're still trying to work out how to be a fighter with charisma, then yeah, maybe bard somehow is the thing. <clears throat> and and yeah, this tweak. I mean, suddenly everyone's having fun. You did it right. Oh, yeah. you, you did the right thing. Absolutely. Um, but. Um, I uh, I'm, I'm just always cautious about uh, tweaking anything mechanical because a few times that I've done it, 
it'll end up being fun, and then suddenly this person is either real good or real bad at everything, mm-hmm. and and it, it like right. usually swings. Mm-hmm. And if they get real good at everything, everyone else at the table is like, oh man, this sucks. Why mm-hmm. am I even here? Right. That person could do everything. Or if they get bad, then that also is not fun. So yeah. And then everyone's uh, like, well, I want to do the thing, and then suddenly you have a bunch of broken characters because mm-hmm. you can't be like, oh yeah, they can make up their stuff, but you can't. Yeah, you got to make sure you bring it up for everyone. Yes. I so in the forum someone just said that they bought the Pathfinder second edition. Oh, yeah, mm. that's a that's a tome. $110? Yeah. I just saw it on Amazon for like I thought that can't be. I mean, yeah. maybe that's like a compilation with all splat books and everything and a bunch no, of other extra stuff. I don't stuff. think so. That's somebody he, he that's said the rule book. Oh, wow. I'd say the rule book uh, the, through the wood chipper, except I spent $110 on Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Yeah. Oh, maybe he means on the whole. Oh, yeah. He spent that much on Pathfinder 2E. Also, it's it might over be shipping. Six, over 600 pages. Oh. Yeah. That's a... That's a 640 pages. It's a doorstop. Wow. Yes. Uh, hopefully, it's not as much of a doorstop as Traveler 5. Mm. Mm. Which is a similar amount of damage. yeah, major shade for that. We yeah. were very excited and very disappointed. Yes, um, I mean the art in it is fantastic. I saw it at yeah. Gen Con. It was gorgeous. Traveler five. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't. I don't like playing Pathfinder, so I'm not going to play it. But the art was gorgeous. I'll, I'll give it that. For I, sure. I, Jim mentioned that they they did some mechanical changes to it. Like there's different kinds of hit points mm-hmm. or something like that. That's interesting. Which I think is they, they made some changes that people wish they had come out with this and then did Starfinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> so they're going to have to do Starfinder Finder Starfinder 2 Right. Oh, uh, <clears throat> it's 110 in Australian dollars. Uh, oh, Radio Rob okay. says. Right. Um, yeah, I've heard they also got rid of um, race, racial uh, bonuses. Yeah. Is one of the it's, things I heard it's about. It's tied to like background and training. And Which I like a lot better. Yeah. Well, they kind of had way a, more sense. They yeah. have a hybrid of that in Starfinder. Because yeah. I've been reading through Starfinder. Yeah, and they, I mean, a lot of RPGs are talking about this. It's a thing that's out there. Like, just going around saying all elves are like this and all orcs are like this is nonsense. Right. right. Like, because well, they don't say all humans are like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they kind of do, right? You go, you all get the You're same. You're good at everything. Yeah, but yeah. You, get, you just get, oh, add, add plus plus two to any stats. Right, but you get to pick. You're like, hey. Right. right. Yeah, so there's like that customization aspect, which I'm really excited about because if I want to play. The short Wookiee, you know, maybe I can't rip off arms, but right. you know, who knows? Right. There's there are plenty of Wookies who don't work out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like twelve dollars USD. Well, rough. No. Rough. Okay. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but yeah. Although I am I am shocked that that's that's over a two to one exchange rate. Yeah. I didn't think it was that. Well, good. and shipping and stuff too. I'm sure. It's oh shipping. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. That's going to be bigger. All right. All right. Um, uh, let's see. We got uh, Call of Cthulhu on Sunday? Yes. Call of Cthulhu this Sunday. You haven't watched the last call or listened to the last Call of Cthulhu game. Yeah. Listen to the last Call of Cthulhu game. It gets intense, though. So, like, content warning. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be aware that that game. And we're putting a content warning on, like, when we post it. If you have so. a problem with violence against dogs or no. your gym... No. You probably shouldn't. There's not really violence against dogs. The dog gets hit one time, um, but it's no. not. It does not get hurt. Okay. But there it are. Does, it does get hurt. Well, not. It, it's not. It's, no dog death happens in the show. Okay. Not actual dogs. It will not. That's a lie. <clears throat> well, if they're happening. like demons or something. No, they no, no, just no, no, look no. Like the NPC dogs. dogs, but they're not. Like I didn't bring a dog in here and like. No. <laughs> 
I don't want to pretend hurting dogs either. No. Oh, it was a, well. Losing sanity is a bitch. Yeah. All right. So I ha- my character has a dog, and then someone else had like a. a a moment where they were started seeing things. Three of the four characters lost their shit because yes. they failed their sanity rolls and took big sanity hits. Mm, mm. And poor Pooja's running around like those Chinese spinning plates trying to like make sure that no one yeah. is murdering anyone. Or she saved the dog. She did a great job. She did save the dog. Yes. yes I, I and t- everyone feels really bad now that they are like calmed down <laughs> yeah, and fixed now. I'm sure. Um, but there are things um, like at one point one character is contemplating suicide. There is violence yes. against people in it which seems to be less problematic. Role, than role problem. Yeah. So, but just FYI. But it's a f- it's very fantastic, and I, it was very compelling. Um, also, very exciting. Very soon, um, we are starting a masks campaign. Oh, cool. So it's very, very exciting. Um, so keep an ear out, eye out for that coming up. And we're actually going to do something interesting with that. We're going to actually play every Wednesday. So we're going to be trying to have a weekly game and see how that goes. Yeah. See how long we can have, we can actually keep that scheduled for. Yeah, which, which is worth noting because we've gotten feedback from viewers before. That's like, yeah, okay, this every other thing. Like, I, I forget to download it, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> listening to the show that's on the opposite week, and then I forget, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So, if you're one of the ones who's been wishing we had a weekly yes. show, get Ta-da! out there and pimp the show. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, because it, it'll. This is an experiment, and we're. Yeah. Uh, I'm personally, I'm excited to see how it works out because yeah. it's always fun to try new stuff. Yeah, and it's important to, to know that we haven't. St- we haven't chosen not to do weekly games because we don't listen to you, but it's literally because we're all adults <coughs> who like, like again, this is a hobby for us. Yep. We don't make money at this. Um, our amazing Patreons make it so we can keep the air conditioning running and the internet running in this mm. little garage studio of ours. Um, but you know, a lot of us have real lives. There's kids involved, things like that. So a lot of us can't do every single week for that long of time. But we managed to find. Four adults without lives who can show up every Wednesday. No jobs. <laughs> no, we all have jobs. Well, okay. Do you know something about my job that I don't? No, yeah. I don't. We're teachers, is really the case. <laughs> we have very predictable schedules. We are not the ones in the industry. Um, but anyway, so yes, we're trying that. And that was completely a tangent that we didn't need to go down. But there you go. Lots of background information. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Tales from the Flood is yeah. spinning up pretty soon. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be um, like the sequel to the <coughs> Tales from the Loop game. Mm-hmm. That so the same group of players plus one more, um, and they're playing their same characters but aged up. Uh, Thirteen years. Nice. So if you remember Crash, Jackson mm-hmm. Clay is going to be twenty-seven now, and uh, like a grown-up with a job. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, a twenty-something with a job. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Now the the what's the title of the game going to be? Because it was insert coin. Uh, I think it's floodwater. Floodwater. Okay, is, is the name of the uh, the, the campaign, and uh, I'm really excited. I think that's going to end up being opposite Shadowrun. So, um, like when the other Monday show. Yeah. So when that one wraps up, then floodwater comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. And I've been reading and prepping Vampire 5th Edition. Ooh. Ooh. That's fun. Yep. We're going to so. be very excited about that. Because Traveler... I don't know how many sessions of Traveler are left. Some? I don't know. I can't really tell right now. We don't know. It could be three. It could be eight. I I, I don't know. We are very I don't think it's eight. I don't think it's eight. <laughs> Stu's like, 
I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't. <laughs> I figured out what's going to happen next time because I give you a cliffhanger. That's a like, fun place to be in as a GM, though. Oh, it is. I, I personally like that. that <laughs> that's my favorite kind. Yeah. Is I, I don't want to have something charted out and I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, what? Why am I here? That's I'll go write a novel. Well, that's what you do for first session one. Yeah, and sure. then that gets thrown out the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then once the players have their plans and you kind of know what direction they're going, then you can yeah. actually kind of start prepping stuff that might actually happen in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So we can. And then of course we avoid any of that. Predictability, right? Well, and then the cliffhangers also yeah, yeah. allow me concretely to, to exactly at least prep something for the beginning part of the next start. session. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a good plan. I thought you were doing that for like dramatic, but no, that's that's no, planning. No, that's oh, that's, that's so I can that's, so I can scratch my prep. Awesome. Pitch. I like awesome. that. <laughs> All right. All right. Is that? Let's just say closing songs. It's closing song. What's that? That's a title. Oh, it's a title. Oh, it's over it. here. Yeah, but I forgot. It's been a while. Thank you for joining us for Season 25, Episode 11 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Jason. And thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next Friday, uh, 7, 12 p.m. Pacific Time, uh, right here at happyjacks.org slash live. And thank you very much. We'll leave the song. Yes. I should probably leave the music up and turn the mics off. the show won't start on time Information, man. New shit has come to light. <laughs> How's that for a chopper? <laughs>